Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today, we complete Psalm 119 with today's readings of Psalm 119, verses 89 through 176. Rabbit trails. There's some hard stuff ahead, so y'all take a deep breath and commit to read through to the end, because that's what ties it all up together. For many of us, reading the Bible from start to finish is a new thing. In fact, fewer than 17% of Christians even read their Bible at all. Deep study of the foundational scriptures may also be a new thing. This is nothing to be ashamed of, but it is something to be excited about now that we are finally diving in. Many of us, including myself, have spent most of our walk reading just the Gospels and Paul's letters. From that perspective, much of the, quote, Old Testament, that phrase makes me bristle, may feel irrelevant to us today because many of us, including myself, were taught that it is. A lot of this confusion is culminated in this psalm with all of its talk of loving the law, because we've been told that the law was nailed to the cross. However, like many things we're told, we can obtain a greater understanding by firsthand reading to see what it says for ourselves. So if we check this one out, we see Colossians 2.14, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this He set aside, nailing it to the cross. I'm putting a link below for you to read some other translations of that same verse. Now, this letter, written by Paul, is often taken out of context and worded to sound as if the law was nailed to the cross. In actuality, this is saying that the debt we owed because of our transgressions was wiped clean. Messiah, Yeshua or Jesus, paid the debt. Paul is not introducing a new concept, but rather reiterating what our Messiah and all of Scripture foretold. When we are caught speeding and pay the fine, does that mean we're free to speed anytime we want? Goodness, no. That means we get to start again. A clean slate, second chance, new life. Does that mean that we can now live however we want and Messiah will continue to pay the debt with no requirements for us to ever obey God, live according to His Word, or keep His commandments? We've read what Yahweh says about that, and we'll read much more yet. However, for now, recall that Messiah said that keeping Yahweh's commandments are how we show that we love God. So what of Paul and all his talk of the law being a bad thing? He also talked of it being a wonderful thing. Well, simple. There were two sets of laws being spoken of in the Gospels and the letters. There was Yahweh's law and also the Pharisees' set of laws that they had added to Yahweh's and actually held up as more important than Yahweh's. Not only that, but the Pharisees and many others were keeping the strict set of man-made laws in addition to, or sometimes instead of, Yahweh's laws as a means of trying to make themselves righteous and earning their salvation, as if such a gift could ever be earned. 
There are some serious heart issues at play, and we'll learn more about them directly from the Word as we move forward with our reading. But I just wanted to plant that seed now to help in case anyone was reading this and felt the confusion growing. Hang in there. Yahweh's Word proves true for eternity. It always has, and it always will. To help further explain this, I found a great article online. Now, this is a direct quote from an article on ChristianityToday.com about this psalm. It reads, Protestants can sometimes get nervous about loving the law, eager to celebrate the grace given by Christ, and wary of falling into Pharisaic works-based righteousness. But this psalm stands as something of a challenge to that view. Without the law slash Torah, the Bible would have quite a few holes in it. This psalm teaches us that what God commands is good and reminds us that being a Christian isn't just about believing in abstract ideas about grace, but actually becoming holy, good people, sanctified by God, who love like Jesus does. The law is concerned with justice, how we live, and ultimately reflects the good character of God. Christians shouldn't find their identity in the law, but they should love it. This psalmist certainly did. Now, you may be asking, what exactly is this law being spoken of? A simplistic way to think of the law spoken of here is to consider it the Ten Commandments. As we talked about before, the Ten Commandments serve as an outline of God's statutes and teachings. If we study them and seek to line our behavior up with them, we will come into line with the way of life this psalmist professed to live. Again, I understand if this psalm makes some uncomfortable based on what we've been taught, and I want to assure you that this psalmist was not some sadistic person who just loved rules. He, like us, lived a life blessed from start to finish by God's grace, thanks to walking in obedience to Yahweh. By the time we finish reading the Bible in its entirety, many of us will be able to come back to Psalm 119 and see it as a psalm which is even more about grace than it is law even though we may see the opposite now. Hang in there. The Father has so much more to show us still. Thank you for letting me read through the Bible with you this year. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.